Welcome to Run Like Hell Toward Happy, the podcast for overwhelmed creatives to stop hustling and finally create balance between work, life, play, and rest to make progress toward their dreams. I'm Caitlin Liz Fisher, motivational writer and coach who helps people listen to that little voice inside that knows what you really want to be doing. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I am back with part two of our series about embracing negative emotions. You will get a lot of great stuff out of this episode, but for the full experience, hop back to episode 15 about toxic positivity to fully get why we're talking about this. And that episode title is Anger Doesn't Lead to the Dark Side, Toxic Positivity Does. I'm going to say Yoda got it wrong, okay? To start off the show, I want to shout out two awesome reviews. The first is from Bashia. And this review is titled, Finally, Someone Relatable, which you're like, thank you. I'm so glad that you find this relatable and that I'm not just talking into the void. There's something relatable, comforting, and motivating about Caitlin. There's something I can take to heart in each episode. I am glad. That means I am doing my job right. And a second review from Taryn Rocks says, have you ever wanted an older sibling to give you a reality check? Caitlin manages to accomplish the near impossible and offers both a reality check and encouragement to be honest with yourself about your life. They leave you feeling empowered to make changes that better your life, build your life to be what you want and need. I am recommending this podcast to a lot of women I know. Thank you so much, Taryn Rocks. That's exactly why I'm doing this. I love being your your big sib who has life advice because God knows I've been through a lot of stuff and I really like talking about my experiences and helping other people get through similar stuff. So excellent. Good. I'm I'm on the right track with podcasting and that makes me happy. So let's start things off. What makes you angry? What makes you sad? What have you grieved? Did you let these feelings happen and process them or did you push them away? We tend to push them away as a result of toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing, as we discussed in last episode. And learning to let these emotions happen as long as they need to happen takes getting used to, but is very rewarding. You deserve to feel the full spectrum of your human emotions. We have these feelings for a reason, y'all. We feel loss and sadness and grief because we can't just be fucking happy all the time. I want you to run like hell toward happy, but that also involves stopping to be sad when you're sad, okay? Running like hell toward happy includes running like hell toward angry and sad and grumpy too. Because when you feel all these emotions, you know your happy is really and truly happy, not fake happy. So we don't hustle in this family and we don't do fake happy. I'm saying this again, you deserve to feel the full spectrum of your human emotions. Your emotions matter. You feeling your feelings models that to everyone around you and lets them feel safe when they need to feel their feelings. One by one, we're going to show people that it's okay to feel stuff. I recently went out to dinner with my partner and some friends and we got there too late to get the all-you-can-eat sushi I wanted. That was our plan. We closed on our house and we were going to go out for all-you-can-eat sushi and just have a very indulgent, celebratory, holy shit, we did something awesome dinner. Uh, But we got there 
too close to closing time and I didn't get what I wanted and I was kind of bummed. So I ordered like three sushi rolls and the waiter apparently only heard two of them. So I didn't get everything I ordered anyway. And I'm hangry because it was 9 p.m. And I was just extra grumpy because I drove 20 minutes and didn't get what I wanted twice. And my partner, who was really enjoying his meal, was like, how are you, sweetheart? Like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And I was just very matter of fact. And I said, I am pissy because I wanted the all-you-can-eat sushi. But I will be okay. But like right now, I am I am pissy. <laughs> and everybody just kind of like nodded because we were all bummed that the plans changed at the last minute. And it was just really fucking nice to be able to be pissy and say that and not have anybody try to fix it. Like we just all collectively let my grumpiness be there and it was fine. And me being able to say that meant that I felt safe to not be perfect, to not be happy, to not gloss over things, to seem okay for the comfort of everyone I was with. I've gone my whole life thinking that I needed to hide my negative emotions for everybody else to feel comfortable. And yet I was able to express them and we were all comfortable. So I didn't have to hide any part of me and everybody was okay. And that was sort of a really big learning moment for me that I didn't have to hide stuff for other people's okayness because their okayness is about them. Like I can't control that. All I can do is either let myself express my full spectrum of human emotion or hide it. And I chose to express it because when it's 9 p.m. and you're hungry, there's not a lot of filters left. So I was just like, well, actually, hon, I'm really grumpy. And everybody was just like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So that's kind of what I mean when I say negative emotions can be positive. Like feel them. It's, it's awesome to feel them. But I also want to talk about using negative emotions, specifically anger, to kind of access healing in a way. And I'm specifically talking about anger because people, ironically, get really mad when we express anger. People don't want us to be angry. They want us to calm down. We hate when people are angry, right? It it can feel dangerous. We typically view anger as a very negative emotion that we want to get rid of as fast as possible. Anger can feel like losing control or like we're letting someone get the better of us and keep us angry when we want to just let it go and float away, and get back to positive, because we love to be positive, right? And anger can keep people at a distance as well, because when we don't know how to process the difficult feelings that might be underneath anger, or if we just sort of let anger live on the surface and like explode whenever anything happens, that's not super healthy. And we may end up sabotaging relationships because we don't know how to handle anger properly. So anger often can be covering up feelings of fear, betrayal, pain, grief, other complex emotions that we don't fully process if we don't let that anger just kind of burn off and pass. Anger only controls us and keeps us from healthier relationships when we don't understand what it's doing, which is trying to protect us. 
hey, real quick, it is time for me to give shout outs to my passion pacers and their wins this past week. We had a co-working call where everyone worked on their own thing. One person is making beautiful progress on a new painting. Another is creating a workspace that feels good and feels productive and spent the entire call organizing that new space, which is very exciting. And someone else worked on creating new music. We didn't really talk. We just spent the time together separately, knowing that we were all working on our own thing. Passion Pacers is a mentorship group that helps you put your deep down dream on your calendar without imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, or guilt for putting yourself first for once. If you're ready to put what you're learning from the show into practice, we're ready to welcome you. Visit passionpacers.com to get the scoop. Think of anger like a protective fire around you. So deep, painful emotions like guilt, shame, fear, grief, they all burn up in this fire before they can touch you and hurt you. And that's what your anger wants to do for you. And we tend to try to rush this process. We want to get away from anger because it's uncomfortable to sit in a negative emotion. We want to be happy and cheerful and calm and totally okay, but sometimes we're not okay. And it's okay to just exist in that not being okay for a moment. Let yourself feel angry. Feel where the anger settles in your body. You can talk to it. You can say, hey, anger, I know you're pissed about the sushi. And by paying attention to your anger, you might notice patterns in yourself. If you get angry very easily multiple times a day, that irritability might be a sign that you're having mental health issues, uh, depression, anxiety, things that you might want to talk to a therapist or a doctor about. You might also notice that your anger dissipates when you let it just exist for a minute and there's something deeper underneath. And this is that more complicated feeling that anger is trying to protect you from, that grief, that shame, fear. Um, you know, I feel angry at my abuser. He messed with my head for years. He wouldn't eat food I cooked if I wasn't happy when I made it. So if I was anything but just chipper when I cooked him food, he wouldn't eat it. So I had to fake being happy all the time, and it was really fucking weird. He took credit for my achievements. He exhausted me with mental gymnastics that left me too burned out to realize what was happening. And, you know, my anger toward him is very justified. It was an abusive relationship where he harmed me. Like, yeah, I'm mad. But under that anger, there's also a lot of more complicated feelings. There's grief. I had to grieve a marriage that I thought was going to last forever. I grieved a baby that I wanted to have and never will have now. I grieved losing my mother-in-law. She was a wonderful person and I loved having her in my life. And I grieved for having to leave behind pets. I feel betrayal and pain that I was in this relationship with someone who said they loved me, but he was actually harming me and making me feel crazy when I tried to communicate when I wasn't happy. And I feel confused because I still wonder if any of it was ever real. I feel disappointment in me. 
I felt, I felt disappointment in myself that I didn't see it sooner, that I didn't leave sooner. And I have, I have completely forgiven this. I have so much compassion for myself and I know that it wasn't my fault that he abused me or that it took me as long as it did to realize it and to get out. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that. And if you have left an abusive relationship, I'm so proud of you. And I don't want you to beat yourself up that it took as long as it did for you to get out because you you did it when you needed to do it. And that's a really big step. And all these emotions and feelings are underneath my anger. Once I let that anger burn bright for a minute and then fall away to reveal what's underneath. And anger on its own is a passionate, vibrant, valid emotion. If you're mad, you are allowed to be mad. Take some time to be mad. But is there something underneath that you thought was anger, but it was actually grief or shame or sadness? You know, let that anger happen so that you can feel those feelings too. You might not even know that they're there. And again, this can be really useful to bring up with a therapist to help you navigate through all these emotions that are happening. I worked with a client on the fact that she kept getting into arguments in Facebook comments. She would see someone who was being problematic, um, posting something harmful, and she took it upon herself to, to call this person out. And I'm not knocking this. Like when you have the spoons and the energy, it's very helpful to call out people being problematic. And, you know, it shows other people that not everybody thinks that way. And there's definitely benefit to this. But she was getting lost in these arguments. Like she she would lose hours. And she was getting so angry at these people that it was really disrupting her day and affecting her mood and everything else that she had to do in the day. So like this is an unbalanced thing. So we're in a session and I had her tell me what else was going on in her life, you know, explore what might be underneath this anger. And it turned out that she was really frustrated with a lack of communication in her relationship. And Facebook comments were a safer place to get into a fight than risking getting into a fight with her partner. So she was avoiding those hard discussions in favor of sort of sicking that anger and resentment and frustration onto strangers instead. And this was a coping mechanism. And once we figured it out, she was able to start processing the deeper feelings, the fear about the risk of an argument, etc. And she was able to start addressing things with her partner with healthier communication. So dig in and figure out what's underneath your anger. You might be totally surprised. Just like love languages, attachment styles, apology languages, the way people express their anger varies from person to person and can cause conflict when people's expectations don't line up. So I made you five anger languages. They all have fire metaphors in them, which I love. So listen to these descriptions, see which one sounds like you. And I think I'm also going to make a workbook or a worksheet or something with these. So if I make that by the time this episode drops, there will be a link in the show notes. So anger languages, right? We have the slow burn. And a slow burn type takes a while to talk about their anger or process it. So on the plus side, this means that when they do bring it up, 
with the subject of the conflict. They can approach it having sat with their feelings for a while. But if they don't actually do the work to process and work out their feelings and communicate through a conflict, they might just sit on this anger forever. And eventually it'll need to come out. And that may not be pretty. And just to note, if you are in a traumatic situation where you don't feel safe to fully feel or express your anger, you might not even realize that you're angry until time has passed and you are out and in a safer situation. I once had a very calm, chill breakup. And at the time I would have said it was like the healthiest, best breakup I ever had. And I was very surprised to find myself like a year later, just absolutely so angry and upset at that partner because of ways that he treated me and behaved that I didn't feel safe enough to feel at the time. Anger language two, the short fuse. The short fuse is someone who goes from stimulus to expression very quickly. On the plus side, this can mean that they don't shy away from talking out a problem right away, but they may not have had the time to feel all their feelings, and they might get even more angry or upset if their partner isn't ready to talk it out yet. And just in general, people tend to have a shorter fuse when they're under more stress in their overall life. So even if your main anger language is something else, I think we all have short fuse moments. The flame stoker seems to embrace anger and conflict, firing off snappy comebacks and personal attacks to provoke the person they're talking to. This anger style is usually symptomatic of a very stressful and probably traumatic life. A flame stoker likely grew up in a family where anger was the most common emotion and they may have been bullied at school and home. So to stay safe, they had to be ready to be on the defensive at a moment's notice. So they, they developed this anger response, you know, where they just shoot right back with a comeback. And then without a model of healthy anger management, the flame stoker will be stuck in those patterns until therapy, really, um, or just really working on themselves to process the ingrained patterns and angry outbursts so that they can have healthier communication when they do feel threatened or angry so that they don't go right to like a personal attack. Next, we have the candle snuffer. And the candle snuffer tries to blow out their anger as soon as they feel it, leaving this little smoke puff of unprocessed emotions. And this type of person doesn't want to feel anger because it's uncomfortable, so they suppress and ignore it. They may have had to walk on eggshells in a traumatic home or relationship due to someone else's angry outbursts, so they were never able to express themselves because they didn't have a healthy model on how to express anger and negative emotions in a healthy way. The hearth had a very healthy, securely attached childhood or has been through a lot of processing work and therapy to get to this point. The hearth lets their anger gently burn and allows it to illuminate the conflict and the other feelings underneath. The hearth treats anger as a functional emotion rather than something to be controlled or tamed. And that's kind of where we want to get, you know, we want to get to a point where we recognize anger as part of our full spectrum of human emotion and let it, let it do its job. 
Anger tells us when someone has violated a boundary. It's great when you feel angry. That tells you like this person crossed my boundaries and I need to respond to that. I need to talk to them about it. And then how you talk to them about it or deal with whatever the the conflict is that's causing anger, how you deal with that is very important as well. And I just want to note if you are acting in aggression, hitting or yelling someone, throwing things, breaking things, um, that's abusive behavior and you should consider seeing a therapist or anger management program ASAP because that's abusive behavior and we don't do that. And I don't want you to be self-abusive either. So if you wouldn't hit or yell at someone else for making a mistake, if you wouldn't get so angry at someone else for making a mistake, I don't want you to harm yourself either. So great moment to talk about the importance of mental health care and therapy. It's okay if you're not okay, but there are tools and people out there to help you get to a more okay place. And I'm going to leave you with some journal prompts or just thought prompts to process anger because anger can be tough to sit in and feel all of our feelings about. You know, we're not used to giving it this much space. So journaling can be a helpful way to process the anger and the feelings underneath. So try these prompts to dig into something you feel angry about, or just sort of explore how you relate to anger. Prompt one, what is my anger language? What are examples of the ways I have handled my anger in this way before? Do I use my anger language in a healthy way or an unhealthy way? Prompt two, what is my anger about this situation protecting me from? What's underneath it? Prompt three, where does my anger sit in my body? Does it have a color or temperature? Does contextualizing this way make those feelings change? Prompt four, what were my parents' anger languages? How did we handle anger as a family? Prompt five, what have my romantic partner's anger languages been? And did I have healthier relationships with certain types of anger language partners? Prompt six, have I felt this particular kind of anger before in my past? Think back to other times in your life you have felt like this. Is there a repeating pattern in your life? And that's all for today. I hope this episode was illuminating for you and gave you the space to think about how anger might present itself for you and how you can use it for good instead of pushing it away in the name of positivity. You don't owe people positivity when things suck. They're allowed to suck. And then we're going to work through it. Thanks for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Then join us in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook, where you can enter to win prizes like free books, coaching sessions, and more. Huge thanks to Leave Nelson B. for our musical interludes and to Jennifer Hearn Photography for the photo used in my cover art. Check the show notes for links and resources mentioned in today's episode. And I'm not even going to bother telling you my social media handles because all I want you to do is join the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook and enter that awesome giveaway. Boom, you can find me there. 
That's all for now. I'll see you next time.